Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Board Gaming Doctor. My name is Phil, and I'll be your Board Game Doctor today. In this episode, I want to review Hamlet and its expansion by the lake, which is now or soon to be on Kickstarter. It is a game uh, from last year, 2022, and its full title is Hamlet, the village building game, designed by David Cherka, artist and art by uh, Yusuf Artun, published by Mighty Boards, a game for one to four players in 25 to 100 minutes with a weight of 2.93 out of 5, according to Board Game Geek. This is a game that was on my anticipated list, or at least a, a game that I really wanted to try from last year that was announced uh, around, I think, Gen Con time, about a year ago or so. And for one reason or the other, other games uh, came to mind and came to my table, and I wasn't able to, to pull this one out. To finally get the chance, especially in, you know invigorated by the announcement of the expansion, and glad that I had the chance to try that out as well on Tabletop Simulator, and to see if uh, you know this game was something for me. As a quick overview, this game plays out as a tile builder with asymmetrically shaped tiles, where you're building out this hamlet, uh, utilizing worker placement to go around this board, uh, gathering resources, converting them into points and, and other things, coins, which you can spend for additional workers. Uh, you have to position donkeys in a way so that you can transport these goods uh, in a linear fashion, in a connected fashion. Ultimately, uh, converting resources, and, uh, and some of these resources are like upgraded and refined versions of the basic ones. Uh, you're turning those in to build a church in the middle of the board, and after everyone or after the church is, I think four parts are created, that triggers the end of the game. And the board itself is shared by everyone, and so uh, you're moving your own workers and your opponents are moving their workers on the board, uh, utilizing the same resources that one has gathered and produced, and, and so there's a lot of shared incentives and kind of semi-cooperation found in this game. On paper, this game kind of sounds like Brass or Brass Birmingham, where there is a shared interactive board where you're building routes and you're sharing resources, uh, building up uh, alongside each other. And that's what initially had me interested in this game, as I had played Brass by that point and really enjoyed it. And other games, too, that come to mind include, well, in, in the interactive sense, uh, say Barrage, where you're having water droplets uh you know coming down this this shared uh, space and dams and you're fighting to get you know water from <laughs> each other's dams and etc autobahn is a recent game from last year as well where uh, there's you know shared infrastructure as well on the board Be albeit those games are heavier with rules complexity and strategy this game is in Hamlet is it seems like a lighter approach to that kind of interactive playstyle, but nonetheless, that element of shared interaction is shared. In Hamlet, I like the worker placement as it kind of gradually builds, and instead of just taking you know one worker and taking one action on your turn, while that does happen in the early game where you know you only have one worker out and you're taking actions really quick. As soon as you save up enough money and buy enough workers, you're having three or four of them out on the board, and you can take some big turns and have some big combos, which feel pretty good. 
but at the same time, they may lead to a little bit of analysis paralysis later in the game, especially as the board builds out as you build further tiles out onto the board. As in route building games like Brass, it's important to make sure you have those donkeys in the right places, like the train or canal routes in Brass. And so there's an element of, of strategy to move those donkeys, purchase enough donkeys once it gets later in the game, but to move them uh, in the right spaces so you can make those deliveries uh, in a connected way. Another thing that I like about this game is the market of blueprint tiles, which are basically the tiles that you eventually build out into the hamlet, but you have to take them first from the offer, uh, the, like, uh, a, like a market or a stream of, of tiles. Uh, you pick one up, and if you picked one that is further right than any of the other ones, you have to place money on those tiles that were skipped which is, a, I think, a, a fantastic way to balance certain tiles depending on the certain, certain situations in the game where you're looking for that one tile that you really need to progress the game forward. It's all the way to the right. You can save up enough money and race to get that, but at the cost of spending a few extra um, coins to get that. And so I always found that that's a, a clever way to, to balance Tiles, you know, maybe certain tiles are inherently better than others, but ultimately I think it's situational uh, where, you know, the progress of the game needs to take place, basically. And and, uh, and so, either way, I, I like that aspect of the game. And on that note, too, I, I do like the fact that once you build one of the foundational buildings, the starting buildings that allow you to produce refined goods, then you unlock an an uh, an access of different uh, buildings of that same type that are added to the bag. And so when you do draw out a tile to add to that stream of offers of tiles, those new tiles get added to the mix. And so you get to start, you, you start to see them come out in different ways, which adds variation to this game. The solo mode is present in this game and it utilizes a, an action priority system where you follow a an algorithm to say, hey, does the bot can the bot afford this? No, okay, move on to the next one, etc. And it also utilizes a bag uh, system where it draws a random tile, and <laughs> that way it kind of uh, has the bot taking unpredictable turns. Uh, so you can't really predict exactly what they might do unless they take a, a major action as far as building or recruiting a new villager or building out the church, etc. And so once you learned those actions and the conversion rates, you know, the, the bot basically collects gold in a, in a different way and has discounts on paying those gold, that, that, uh, the amount of gold that you'd need for villagers and for the church. Once you kind of have those under your belt, which isn't too hard to do, uh, it can be learned within one play for sure then the AI turns become a little bit quicker and thus allowing more uh, time for you to take your own turn and to internalize your own strategy. The expansion adds a few ways uh, to make uh, a few additional changes and additions to the board. It allows, it has uh, lake tiles that are, I, I think, really cool <laughs> just from a component perspective and aesthetic perspective uh, Having, you know, once you enclose a space where in the original game there would just be a blank open space uh, in the middle of a circular, you know, um, arrangement of tiles, 
that that was it. You know, you, you couldn't really traverse it. But with the lake tiles, you can. Uh, they're all uh, triangles, small triangles that you can basically fit into all of these asymmetric uh, spaces, which I think is pretty clever. But you can also add fish to those lakes, which allow you to gain certain resources such as gold and a variety of different uh, ways to gain resources or discounts based off of a uh, season cards that go along with each color of fish, basically. Um, these There are a handful of cards that uh, describe what the fish do, and that allows for a little bit of uh, setup variation and randomization in this game. Um, in addition to that, you can build out boats once you do form a lake, and you can put your own flag on it. And if uh, you have a villager that needs to traverse the lake and get to the other side, if, even if there's no path or road built connecting those tiles on land, you can traverse it by the lake. If you have your own boat, your opponents cannot use that. They would have to build out a road to do so. And so that allows a little bit of flexibility to transport villagers uh, over to take act, you know, tile actions and to... Uh, ship resources across the board as well. So I like that uh, aspect of, of the expansion. It adds a few additional buildings as well. I like the tension of using these resources before anyone else can. You know, early in the game, it's like, okay, I have one worker. I'm going to go refill the wheat, and hopefully no one else uses it before my next turn because I want to utilize that too build a, a blueprint or to deliver to the market. Whereas later in the game, you have the opportunity to use your workers all at once on your turn, and so you can go and produce resources and you know uh, consequently deliver them on the same turn or deliver them to the church or use them to build out the hamlet even further, leading to those combos as well. And so I, I like the, the, the tension at the beginning of the game, but then uh, as it progresses to a more combo-centric type of feeling uh, when you take your turns, which, yes, it does lengthen turns a little bit, but considering the lightness of this game, I think I think it's very manageable to be able to formulate your actions as everyone else kind of does, and you're paying attention to the board. Everyone has to pay attention to the board. There's not a lot of time, or there aren't a lot of... Um, uh, ways to, to look at your own, you know, there's no personal tableau or anything that you need to pay attention to. Everything is centralized, and so it does make, I feel, uh, the interaction a lot uh, more feasible to, to see what your opponents are doing and perhaps what they want to accomplish based off of the tiles that they own and the uh, resources that they are producing and, and trying to uh, move around on the board, where their donkeys are placed, etc., However, um, despite the randomization of tiles uh, during the game, uh, the addition of the, the tiles and the lakes and the fish from the expansion, I my personal feeling with Hamlet is that once I've you know been able to play this game, maybe another an extra time after my one play, and, and that's my big caveat is that I've only played it once, and so <laughs> that you know take that with as it, as it will. But I feel like I've kind of seen everything this game has to offer, strategy-wise. I feel like there is, despite the order of different tiles coming out, there aren't a lot of nuances when it comes to 
um, the overall strategy to this game, which is basically to get, you know, enough workers on onto the board, you know, eventually getting more donkeys as well. And then just basically, uh, you know, getting enough gold to take the tiles that you want that build out to your strategy, race into the milestones, which I think I forgot to mention. If you build certain tiles out first, you get certain milestone milestones, which give you points and coins, etc. And so there aren't a lot of ways to diversify, I think, in this game. You can try to deliver the most to the church or to deliver the most to the market, but ultimately you're kind of doing a little bit of everything and utilizing kind of a similar ebb and flow every turn, going to produce a, a good, refined or not, or basic, and then converting that into building out the hamlet or going to the market. And so I, I felt like, you know, it felt the same uh it, it would feel the same uh, as i play this again despite the starting randomness and which is fine i think you know people who enjoy this type of interactive style of play uh perhaps this is just streamlined and, and light enough at a weight of 2.93 to be easily replayable and to just come back to something that looks and feels cozy but i and you can make the same argument for games that i really enjoy that do this. I mean, you can say that brass kind of looks and feels the same every time, but in my opinion, with brass, there's a little bit more uh, richness in strategy and depth of how you play that game, due in part to the economy of the game, where everything you're you're only using money, but uh, the costs are very much varied, and you have to kind of math out some of the costs as you uh, progress throughout that game. But there's also the randomness of the cards, which dictate where you can build. And so that adds to the variety and the way that it feels different every game, even though you may kind of approach it the same every time. Um, you're always interacting in different spots of the board with brass. And so one game might have an epicenter over here, you know, in the south part or the north part, etc. cetera. Uh, some, some games you might be building out ports and ships a lot more often, or maybe you focus more on the cotton, you know, delivery, etc. You know, and that, that's the base game. I, I haven't played Birmingham as much as I would like to, hopefully will sometime, but I, I, I think there, you know, there's, in addition to it being a weightier game, there's more uh, to the strategy than there is to Hamlet. And so the replayability for me hits right with Brass and other uh, lengthier interactive games such as Barrage. And I don't think I would feel that excited to bring out Hamlet over and over again, despite how much I enjoyed my single play and how streamlined everything felt. And so my preliminary, prelim, you know, preliminary diagnosis is a 6 out of 10 for Hamlet, uh, with the expansion included. I feel like it's enjoyable for one or two plays, but I think uh, there's not enough uh, building tiles, I think. I think it comes to that. I... If, if there were some rule-breaking, you know, different tiles in the game and, uh, you know, if there's a little bit more variety in what is offered as far as strategy and uh, tactics are concerned, I think it would be easier to come back to this game and have every game feel a little bit different. But I get the sense that this game is going to feel pretty much the same uh, and you're kind of just going through the movements every time with small little uh, nuances here and there. And so, yeah, an enjoyable game, but um, I, I don't think it's going to have legs for me. 
And so that is my preliminary diagnosis for Hamlet and its expansion by the lake. I, I think if I think you you know if you enjoyed the base game, of course, and have played it more times than me, and still find it uh, deep and and rich as of a you know in of a uh, as an experience, I think you will enjoy the expansion and the variety that it adds, and the um, streamlined uh, effect of the lakes and how you can uh, interact in the board a lot smoother. I think that will. It's a great boon for those who enjoy this game already, but if you haven't tried this game, I think you would enjoy it. If you do prefer an, an interactive game that is a little bit more uh, lighter, you know, in, in strategy, maybe not as cutthroat, uh, I think it's pretty uh, easy to, if someone does block you or use resources that you would like, it's easy to uh, kind of go back, you know, on your turn with multiple workers per turn to be able to... Uh, gather resources enough to take your turn. So I th I think it's a little bit more forgiving uh, than some of the more heavier uh, interactive games. And so I, th I think if you'd like that kind of experience, this is up your alley. And it's just a, a quaint theme, and, and the asymmetric-shaped tiles are pretty neat as well. I, From a, an aesthetics point and, and visual um, point, you know, point of view, I think it's really neat. And so those are my thoughts on Hamlet and the expansion. Uh, thank you for listening, and I hope you join me and schedule an appointment with your board game, Dr. Real Soon. Take care.